interfacing with the Matrix. The all-spark that links everyone and everything that ever lived or ever will live. Welcome back to the Archive, the highest rated Beast, War- Beast Era podcast on Apple Podcasts, where we watch every every episode of the 90s CG cartoon, Beast Machines. Uh, if you want to follow along, you can do so with the DVDs or on 2BT.TV. I'm Daoud. I'm James. And this week we're going to be watching uh, season two, or episode two of season two, Savage Noble, episode 67 of our show, which mm-hmm. aired February 16th uh, the, in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. written written by Len Wein, uh, and directed by Greg Donis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Len uh, Len Wein is of course the RSA, like comic America comic writer and like legendary editor who sadly passed away in September 2017. Yeah, uh, if anyone's wondering, I I, I looked I, I did a little digging to find out what he passed away from. Uh, earlier that year, he'd actually had a I think a triple bypass. He uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he uh, he. Ultimately, uh, passed away from complications from heart problems. Yeah, that sucks. But he had like a good life, and of course, he's he he's like like he's famous for like creating a whole bunch of memorable characters. He usually did, but he's not usually the one who's like wrote like the most memorable stories. But like in terms of like an idea man, it's hard to beat. So he's yeah. responsible for creating co-creating Swamp Thing, for writing Giant Size X Men, which. Created mo- which created uh, most of the X- the most popular X Men, like the X Men you really think of as X Men, and he- heck, he created Wolverine. Not even in that issue, in a as a what as a one off Hulk villain. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the in Wolverine's first appearance, he appears. He's not even in like full appearance. It's just uh, him in like the last panel of the Hulk comic. Yeah. 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 Wolverine has some weird places. Like he wasn't intended to be like an old man. It wasn't until like he was drawn by uh not Dave Gibbons. I'm forgetting who was the artist on Giant Size X Men. Mm-hmm. Where they kind of like, oh, he basically gave him like the sideburns and made him look super old. Where originally he was supposed to be a teenager. <laughs> Hard is to that, imagine. Is that why he was short? I think so. Okay. Better, I think it was because like he was based on a Wolverine. Yeah. 
I think not. I don't think anyone knew. I don't think even to this day anyone knows what what a wolverine actually is. It's more like a weasel, but he's he's usually treated more like a wolf. I think. Oh yes, <laughs> Jay Miles explained in the X Men has like gone on about how uh, wolverine, wolverines are not wolves. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, you heard the story of Hugh Jackman making that mistake on set. <laughs> I did not. No, like he, you know, he didn't really know much about Wolverine going into the into the first movie. Uh, so he he prepped for, he prepped for it like he, uh, he, he goes a little animalistic, and then uh, Brian, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, wait. Brian Singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Brian Singer was like, "I love what you're doing, but what are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm, I'm a Wolverine. It's like Wolverine's a weasel. You're reacting more like a wolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, he wrote Giant Size X Men and co-created Swamp Thing. I feel like mm-hmm. someone's gonna get that confused and think he wrote uh, Giant Size Man Thing. Yeah, Man Thing is different. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dave Gibbons, though, he actually uh, Len Wein was the editor for uh, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' uh, Watchmen series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like you said, he's a leg- legendary editor. Yeah. Also, weirdly relevant right now since they dropped the trailer for like it's an HBO series, right? Yeah, it's an HBO miniseries. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons is in it. I'm not sure who he's playing, though. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he would be a good Ozymandias, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Lenwin also previously wrote uh, Web World in G1 uh, and Tangle Web in uh, Beast Wars. I wonder if there'll be a spider one in this one. Yeah. Yeah, Web World, which I must mention, was also co-written by uh, Diane Duane, who wrote a bunch of uh, Star Trek works and, and uh, the So Want to Be a Wizard books. And also because, like, that's the episode where, uh, where, uh, Scourge and Cyclonus tricks, like, uh, Galvatron into going to what is supposed to be a planet-wise insane asylum to, uh, essentially kind of get him back in the straight air and arrow. And and Galvatron eventually destroys the planet because he drives it insane. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty good episode. I think it's also one of the more slashy episodes from what I remember. Like, going into, like, the Galvatron-Cyclonus relationship. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then uh, directed by Greg Donis who, so after he uh, got his degree from the Academy of Art in University in 1995 worked for a while at Post Digital in Los Angeles, Las Vegas uh, before being snatched up by Mainframe to work on Reboot, Beast Machines, and Action Man uh, the 2000 series mm-hmm. uh, since leaving Mainframe he spent two years stint working for EA before moving back to Canada mm-hmm. Uh, I did look up his, uh, I, I found his website because I was just looking for, like, stuff that he had done we'd heard of. Uh, and he'd actually, uh, I think he actually worked on the the intro for the for the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, he also, okay, so this is uh, one of two episodes he directed, the other being Spark of Darkness coming up. Uh, he actually worked on some promos for the, uh, the Vancouver Olympics a few years ago. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to the recap, uh, anything to catch up on? Uh, let's see. I'd like to say that, like, I like in kind of keeping on brand. I've been, I've recently got a PlayStation Four, and I've been finally playing uh, Transformers Devastation, aka the Transformers like kind of like brawler stylish action game made by Platinum Games. But I've actually been playing uh, New Doom, which I guess is still is technically two years old at this point. Yeah. Um I've been I've been continuing to play Force to Fight. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't been any new uh, Thundercracker came out a while ago. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've been sort of recycling some of the special characters to uh-huh. to get them, uh, or at least the challenges you need to finish to, to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've unfortunately started hitting a snag with some of my... I, I of course, got, like, the... Uh, I have an entire team of Beast Wars characters uh, mm-hmm. that I use regularly. Uh, I've unfortunately hit a snag with some of them that... Uh, short version is, uh, in order to rank them up, uh, you you need to get uh certain items which are which are a little harder to to get. You have to do certain mm-hmm. missions. Uh, so yeah, hit a little roadblock for that as far as Transformers goes. Well, that's how they gotcha you. <laughs> well, it'll just take longer to get those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than okay, and, and other than that, the non Transformers stuff. Uh, this is the first week of fasting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Oh, it, so the the thirst and the hunger hasn't been as bad as pre as more recent years. Uh, what screwed me up is actually the the having to get up before dawn to eat something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's being kind of tricky, and if you miss it, well, then you got to get through the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, I I know I know some people who like if they missed it they'll they'll not do it that day. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not trying to shame anyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any non-transformers updates you want to share? Uh, let's see. A lot of uh, personal drama, which probably not going to go into that yeah. podcast. I did get a haircut, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It does look good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Obviously, everyone's appreciating this in this uh, audio-only medium. <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought right. it up. I mean, so I'm not making yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess we should get to the episode then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the Grand Mall, aka uh, Megatron's big giant head, mm-hmm. uh, is just floating there in the sky. So the Maximals are wondering why it hasn't vaporized them yet. Yep. Uh, so Black Rackney and Ice Cream uh, go up to scout it out, both getting hit by a, an energy web, which uh, makes them both fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Rackney goes back to beast mode and launches a web parachute to yeah. break her fall. Yeah, which is a thing spiders can do. Though hers kind of doesn't make sense. It's like it looks like a parachute shape, but it's all in the web pattern, which means there's lots and lots of holes in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the wiki did mention like don't think about the physics, but like yeah. before I watched the episode, I was like, well, I mean, Spider-Man does that all the time. It's fine. Well, yeah, but like usually when he does it, you don't see the holes. It's like oh, it's like a big like woven web thing. Yeah. But I assume which, that would have been, like, kind of harder to animate. Yeah. Uh, like, I get what they're doing, but it does look kind of weird. Yeah, she just needs enough wind resistance to slow her down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, I've, I'm, I accidentally wrote Optimus twice in this next part of the note. Uh, <laughs> Optimus uh-huh. flies up to catch uh, Night Scream, but I wrote Optimus flies up to catch Optimus. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looked down, and there was only one set of footprints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So they, when they get back on the ground, they notice that the energy grid was defensive and automated. So it probably means there's no one home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all split up. Uh, going. Most of the Maximals go to find the Viacons to yeah. try to get them over to their side, since apparently Megatron's back. Well, they, they yeah, that's what they think because it's the Grand Mall. They're like Silver is like. Oddly dismissive about Black Rocky trying to get them back. You think he would be on board with trying to get get back Silverbolt? Like they were pals. 
Uh, Radrap? No, no, no. Uh, Cheetor specifically. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I think I think Rattrap's the one who makes fun of her, though. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, they're, I, they're I, all I kind of, of dismissive. Yeah. Again, just like it seems weirdly dismissive to like like oh why would we even bother to like convert them? I was like he's your teammate. It's not like he's even like it's not even it's like he's saying like oh he could be like like well like look what happened when we tried to get Rhinox, which would be a kind of like a a a, a counterpoint. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, like, these guys were generals for the Viacons. Uh, if you were able to get one of them on your side, they're basically half the enemy troop. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, so anyways, they, Optimus tries to stay and contact the Grand Mall. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, by, this, this is a sci-fi series, so by contact, I mean he reaches out with a spark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Nice Cream, uh, leads it all to a Waterfall? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It clearly looks like liquid water, even though that's something Black Arachnia said a bunch of episodes ago does not exist on Cybertron, so... Hmm? What, yeah. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Maybe it's coolant? That would make sense, yeah. Like, maybe they, maybe she didn't know... Maybe Black Arachnia didn't know because, like, Night, Night uh, Scream says that this was, like, the hot teen hangout place, and Black Arachnia <laughs> was never a teen on Cybertron, so she wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, like, we never find out why he thinks that the generals might be here, but, yeah. uh, they find some bullet holes in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Um, they, they all wonder, like, what were they shooting at? Uh, one of them actually says maybe they're shooting at each other, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, considering Jetstorm is there, he, actually, weren't they shooting at each other a few episodes ago? Yeah, like, when they, like, uh, when Megatron was, like, promising rewards and stuff. Yes, uh, was, uh, mercenary, mercenary pursuits. pursuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were at each other's throats. I think that's actually kind of why, it, why Jetstorm is, is legitimately surprised when Russ when Thrust calls him a friend. Yeah. Um. So they actually get shot up themselves, and it turns out that the the Vietcons are claiming that they were ambushed before, and mm-hmm. the Macklin just came back to finish the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was I was just thinking like would those bullet holes have been made by the thing they were they were looking for or was it them? I assume it was like them shooting at trying to shoot at uh our our mysterious new character yeah. who we're being mysterious about because he's gonna come into the show in just like a, another minute or so. Yeah. So uh, they're both getting each other's faces before they hear a roaring in the distance and and all take off. Yeah. So- to which uh, Bradtrap says, "What in the name of processed cheese is that?" <laughs> Uh, I can't yeah. tell if it's a step or step up or step down from what in the name of Gouda. Yeah. <clears throat> I think this is, I think, uh, what in the name of Gouda is, is more like, uh, is more a claim of divinity, whereas what in the name of processed cheese, considering it's rat trap, would be like what in the name of Sam, Sam Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, that reminds me of something we could, we could possibly talk about next week is if we end up both, if we both end up seeing Detective Pikachu over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> of cheese? Yes. Okay. Well, also in Japanese, Rat Trap like, started acting like Pikachu. Around the time? I think okay. it was more in Beast Wars Metal. I, I forget where that characterization got carried over into Beast Machines. Oh, that's a really different character. Yeah. They even drew him more like Pikachu in like the uh, the manga that, w- that was like running side by side. Oh, yeah. I, of the time. Actually, he kind of looks like a, de- de- a uh, Dedenne. 
Yeah. Which, you know, it was obviously about at least 10 years before Dedenne was a thing, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so, um... Uh, we're here to talk about Transformers, not Pokemon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, a red lizard is slinking around and reveals itself to them. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the best way I can conf- I can describe this is, looks like a red wyvern, yes. uh, or a wyvern, except it has four legs instead of hind legs. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of just dragging itself along. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we must call it a wyvern, not a dragon, or or any Creighton of the Gem Jammer will come and yell at us. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it starts shooting fireballs at all six, or, uh, yeah, six of them. Uh-huh. Uh, so, cutting back to Optimus, he tries to read out, reach out to Megatron, but all he gets is a bunch of Beast Wars era Megatron heads laughing maniacally at him. And then, <laughs> when he comes out of it, Optimus says, like, whatever that was, it wasn't sentient. Yes, I, I put in my notes. Meanwhile, Optus tries to have a spark spark chat with Megatron. It goes about as well as you think. <laughs> yeah, uh, confirmation that Megatron has officially gone insane. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the generals try to rush the Wyvern. Uh, Actually, like it- one thing before that, before uh, the uh, Wyvern reveals itself, which. Uh, it does actually kind of get to the name. The, the Vehicons yell like they were being attacked by something savage. Yeah. But before it shows up, I uh, in a moment which I noted, like Thrust must be ch- t- tapped into his inner Waspinator, where he du- where before it comes out, he ducks behind Black Arachnia kind of cowardly. <laughs> which is funny because he is like one of the few characters who's actually taller than Black Arachnia in this show. Uh, speaking of height, actually, in uh, a little bit, I realized that Rat Trap is significantly shorter than everyone, all the other Maximals, mm-hmm. uh, and. I I realized it was because he's about wheelchair height. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I assumed he was kind of like maybe a little shorter, but not that not that smaller. Yeah, yeah. Even for being one of the the I think perhaps the shortest maximal in the first series, he's really small in this one. Yeah, yeah. Like he was probably like by comparison, he's probably Bumblebee size. Uh, but mm-hmm. here he's kind of just crouching down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, uh, <coughs> Thrust and Thrust and Deathstorm rush the rush the wyvern, rush Savage, and then get slung away by the tail. Uh, the Maxwells try to get uh, get trapped under some debris while it's shooting its fireballs at them, mm-hmm. but they go after it. Um, they follow its screams and find a a blue wolf like creature calling itself Noble. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't m- remember much, but he tells a story very similar to Night Screams. Yes. He also has a somewhat familiar voice, particularly when he gives the line where he says, like, call me Noble, which is a line that I think I remember getting, like, a lot of play in, like, episode and, like, previously on Beast Wars, probably. Was. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're not going to say who the, the voice actor is, and if you're waiting for the surprise, uh, because there, there's a mystery about this character, you'll find out. Uh, the, the voice actor might, uh, might spoil it. But <laughs> I thought we weren't. Ta- I thought we weren't talking. We weren't being concerned about spoilers anymore. We're not. But like, this is we have to wait like an episode. It's true. Yeah. Uh, it'll happen next. It'll happen next episode. So like, that, that's enough to like. Let's mm-hmm. go, let's go along with like. There's gonna be some very like carefully chosen words in this episode, for because of for Savage and Noble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. uh... 
uh, Night Scream obviously takes a, a shining to him because he uh, he's another survivor just like him, so he feels a little mm-hmm. bit of kinship. Uh-huh. Uh, while they're trying to like tell him that they'll help him, uh, the generals rush in and and find quote unquote Savage firing off, mm-hmm. or trying to find Savage. Yeah, uh, and start shooting just randomly. Uh, yeah, which which causes which causes Noble to mysteriously disappear. Yeah. Uh, Night Scream does like turn and tell try to tell Noble like. Don't worry, they're not gonna. They're not trying to shoot you, and then he's gone. Yeah, and the next part, like I described, I couldn't tell if it was like a, like a horror comic, something when we would be very familiar with, or it was like very Scooby Doo, something I think he would also be familiar with, where they where Optimus shows up and they decide the best way to find Savage is to split up, which is not split up in the sense like oh half will go this way, half will go like they all split up on their own, which seems like a bad idea given the fact one of them does not actually have any weapons. And of course, Rat Trap is the first one to run across Savage. Oh, that reminds me actually. Uh, when they're when they split up back at the, the Grand Mall, uh, Rat Trap actually tosses out some communication devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he so they all have a radio network now. Yeah, which I'm kind of it's shocking that it took them that long to have that have like you know personal radios. Yeah, uh, maybe they just didn't have the need for it just yet. Mm-hmm. But also, like that's the one of the things they all had like included on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, as they're looking for uh, this is actually when I noticed when Rat Trap's a lot shorter than the rest of them. Uh, mm-hmm. they go looking for Noble, but they find Savage before it runs off again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Rat Trap is the the first one to come face to face with Savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason it leaves him alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all corral Savage and surround him, but don't engage uh, because they realize it's just scared. Uh-huh. Uh, the generals come in and try to attack Savage, getting swatted away again. Yeah, uh, I, I put in my notes, looks like Team Rocket Bike is blasting off again. <laughs> nice. Uh, Nice Cream tries to approach Savage calmly uh, to show that they mean no harm, which shows a little bit of character growth for Nice Cream because at first Optimus is trying to, but then Nice Cream says, let me try. Uh, <clears throat> Savage then transforms into Noble, uh, and actually, the, the last thing he does before he fully form, uh, fully assumes the noble, uh, the noble form is his dragon wings are still there, which is uh, has to be a, an allusion to the toy, which the wings couldn't transform at all. The only way you can uh, have him in full noble mode is uh, is take the wings right off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this actually makes uh, makes Noble a mutant. Mm-hmm. And we don't mean that like he's he's different. We mean that because that's they're actually called the yeah. the dual beast transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they all they all head back. Uh, Noble warns them away. Oh, uh, one thing to note is like Optimus is like, wow, he is purely organic. So uh, stick a pin in that idea because mm-hmm. it's going to become important next later next episode. Uh, so as he's trying to warn them away, he says, like, I appreciate the kindness you've shown me, but you have to get away from me while there's still time. I can't control my other side. You're going to regret this. I hate what I am. Uh, and I purposely did not uh, include his intonation. Oh, he had a very similar to that. But also, just remember this entire little speech he gave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I might just cut and paste it for next episode just so we can 
examine it again. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, after being reassured by Night Scream, uh, Noble looks up at uh, uh up at the sky and and kind of just smirks. Yeah, it's uh, it's an extremely ominous shot. Yeah. So, uh, two more things before we uh, before uh, move on. Mm-hmm. One, uh, if you remember last episode, Black Arachnia said that she has given up on trying to get a to get a get a Jetstorm to admit to, or get Silverbolt back from Jetstorm. Uh, t- this episode, she didn't even try. She immediately tried to call. She immediately tried to appeal to Silverbolt when running into them, which gives a very angry rant from Jetstorm's like. No, I am not Silverbolt. Stop it already. And two, uh, when uh, Savage first transformed into Mobile, Rattrap says, a beast that turns into a beast? Now I've seen everything. To which I know, like, you really haven't, Rattrap. Because there's still one more thing to come. Because there's still one more, like, strange Transformer to come. Tanaka. Hmm? Oh, right. Uh, I was going to say, there's a lot of things you could be alluding to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be uh, seeing a lot of stuff uh, when uh, Rattrap specifically will be will be uh, getting to know a lot more when Britannica shows up. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, tribute for this episode. So uh, the ter- the name Savage and Noble come from the phrase Sa- Noble Savage, of course. Concept and philosophy, which states that humans in non civilized state are essentially good. Uh, pretty deep for a Saturday morning cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Bob Skirt does love his philosophy. Right, yeah, and while I understand this, like, okay, it's a product of its, this idea is a product of its time. Oh, uh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> it is very, uh, but I also, like, besides it being very uh, 19th century imperialism, Yeah, I, I very much disagree with the whole humans in a non-civilized state are essentially good, considering mm-hmm. that, like, what I consider a non-civilized state is I don't talk, I'm not talking about you know beating each other over the head. I'm just taking I'm just talking about taking advantage of each other at every opportunity. Yeah, I I think I remember uh like uh getting hearing that concept then like being then having to read Lord of the Flies to show like the uh, counter opposite of that, where yeah. without civilization they just you know start turning on each other and killing each other. Yeah. Uh, you 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 would think the like a bunch of military kids would be a little more organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we sort of talked about this, but the Beast Wars Mutants line contained prior examples of Beast to Beast Transformers, uh, mm-hmm. including the Gathering, which we covered before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about that Snow Owl Polar Bear combo. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Like Polar Claw or something? I want to say yes. Okay. No wait, Polar Claw is actually a bear. Okay. Um, you keep talking. I'll look it yeah. up. Yeah. Good. Alright, so uh, Mainframe would later later borrow the noble character model as a werewolf for the beginning of Casper's Haunted Christmas, and uh, two scary Godmother uh, movies, which included a bunch of the ca- same cast as here. Ice Icebird was the one you were thinking of, trying to think of. Icebird, okay. It's actually not nearly as good of a name. Yeah, let's <laughs> think of the same thing. Uh, so um, I want to okay foreign titles. The I, I the ger the German dub is just. Knocking it out of the park every time because they're mm-hmm. they're giving good allusions to the episode, but without giving anything away. Yeah, uh, the German title is the Dragon. Yeah, I feel that's actually a better title because it's less on the nose than Savage Noble. Yeah, uh, Japanese title is Monsters Anguish, which that's fitting. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the Chinese one kind of gives it away. Uh, two dragons in one body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, any any more trivia that I didn't put down in my notes? Uh, no. I think that is everything for this. Okay. Um, we're not doing a character spotlight this week just because uh, while Savage, while Noble Savage did show up, uh, his next episode is the big reveal when we can actually talk about him. Yeah. Oh, actually, I forgot one. One thing is is uh, is this is the first episode where we get a Cybertronian using an obscene hand gesture since Thrust kind of flips Cheetor the bird. But since it's a, but they can get away with it because he only has like three fingers, kind of like TMNT does sometimes. Well, uh, well, I so I saw that note, and then when I was actually watching the episode, I'm like, he wasn't flipping him the bird. He was basically drawing his gun and saying like, like what? Uh, what was his line? I forget. Uh, I want to say like up yours, but that's probably just, but that might be me projecting. Yeah. Um. He's. I think he said like. He said something like, or Cheetor told him, like, to wait, don't rush in or something. Uh, then it's just like, wait this. I thought it more of him, like, you know, pulling his his gun out and be and saying, like, we don't need no stinking permits. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't see it as a rude hand gesture. He was just, he was just drawing his gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, no new reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podknife. Still no reviews on Podknife at all, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I guess that means we're on to our MVPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so James, I started. Who's your MVP? This is actually kind of hard because like there's not a lot of like standout character moments in this episode. Yeah, and I don't really want to give it to Savage Noble for reasons. I, I, he's a character I don't like for reasons which will become quite obvious in the next episode. So uh, I don't know. I'll give it to like Rat Trap because he had some good reactions in this, in this episode. Between, like, initially cowering when he thought the Grandma was going to vaporize them to, like, being the first one to run into Savage on his own and having no backup and no weapons, which seems like, again, seems like poor planning on the Maximals' part. It, I get that it, he doesn't want to be babysit, but also maybe don't let him go off to chase a giant fire-breathing wyvern on his own. Yeah, I, I also should be mentioned that um, out of all of them, like, he's probably the one that can most easily uh, get away from Savage, though. Yeah, because yeah, he's he, uh, he's actually at the, the highest speed, unless he freezes up upon seeing him, which he does. Yeah. Uh, so my, <laughs> uh, all right, I, I have to. This is cheating. This is uh, super cheating. Uh, but I have to give it to <laughs> Noble's voice actor, mm-hmm. just for a really great performance. That is uh, super cheating. I know it's cheating. It's not even a bot. <laughs> Um, okay, so the, the real one, though, I guess I have to give it to Night Scream for showing some actual character voice and uh, character growth in a very subtle way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he shows empathy for, for another, another Cybertronian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he volunteers to, tr- to, you know, put his hand in the giant dragon's mouth, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there we go, like, we, we're always worried about not giving Night Scream enough credit, like, there you go. Yeah, like, this does give him a kind of plot, even again, I will probably complain about it a bit once we get to the next episode, because it kind of does not make sense to me. But we, again, uh, we shall see. Consider yeah. this a teaser for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, speaking of next episode, so next episode, uh, the Maximals infiltrate Megatron's fortress, 
Uh, but the scent of betrayal is in the air. Prometheus Unbound with Mark. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark! Yay. Um, I wonder if you, uh, we, we were going to have, uh, Jake on for this episode, actually, but, uh, scheduling issues, uh, kind of, kind of, kind of nicks that, just because, uh, the, the day we usually record, uh, him and Shannon are usually recording an episode of Kingdom of Smarts. Yes. And then, uh, this week was actually a recording for, uh, Pokemon World Tour, so we couldn't just do it on our Wednesdays, like, we, yeah. our backup day. Yeah, we also did not give him a lot of advance notice, so that's on us. Yeah, no, like, no, it's totally on us. We did, we gave him like zero advance notice. Yeah, Jake Jake Mason is the busiest man in podcasting. So if he says that he's busy, it's not because he's trying to snub you. It's because he's legitimately that busy. Yeah, yeah, yo, no, he didn't even snub us. Like, uh, uh, like we know that if we're gonna get Jake or Shannon on, we have to uh, we have to change our recording day. But then I realized because um, for for no real reason. Just if I ever wanted to guest on there, I I keep a track of when they're uh, recording PWT episodes, and I was like, oh no, they're not going to be able to record this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since we literally remembered that we were going to have him on for this episode like a week a week ago, we realized there's kind of not really no, there's no way it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it for this episode, right? Yes. Right. Thank you for listening to Axon Archives. If you have any questions, want to guess on the show, or just want to talk about Beast Wars, you can reach us on Twitter at Axon Archives or by email at axonarchives at gmail.com. Uh, part of the music used in this episode is Fat Planet by Leftfield and is copyright Leftfield. Fat Planet is used only for the purposes of discussion and no violation of co- international copyright law is intended. You can find the band on the web at leftfieldmusic.com and on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Leftfield, all one word. Uh, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, Podbean, and a whole other bunch of places, including Stitcher and Spotify. We have closed the box on Pandora, as James would say. Uh, <laughs> please leave a rating and a review, um, preferably on Apple Podcasts or Sp- uh, Podknife. Those are the two places I'm able to check most easily. Uh, it helps people find the show and uh, helps us grow an audience. Check out our website at axelon.buzzsprout.com. If you want to follow either of us individually on Twitter, I'm at Dowfac. I'm at Discord underscore Inc. Until next time, remember to transform and transcend your destiny. Let's get ready to make some noise. So uh, I was kind of curious. I saw that uh, TF Wiki linked the concept of the, of the burn. Just like, like, is like, is there actually a TF Wiki article? Like obscene hand gestures? And no, it links to the Wikipedia one, which also is amusing. Just like that, there is an entire like Wikipedia article that is considered a good article by their standards about you know the finger and all of its its uh, origin in classic era and modern era cultural incidents in popular culture. And all the di- like, all the different cult- cross cultural versions of it. Yes. Like this is a surprisingly like thought out article for uh, you know a rude hand gesture. Mm. Also, well, that- I did not know that apparently, like baseball pitcher Old Hoss Radborn 
he was one of the first people known to have photographed him in the finger, who admittedly I largely know because I follow old Haas Radborn on Twitter. He's obviously not the actual person, but like a, perso- a Twitter persona, since he uh, died in 1897. Hmm. Uh, here's something you probably didn't get to, but the similar gestures part. Uh, so the thumbs up actually is has a similar meaning in certain countries. Yeah, I yeah that I actually have heard. Yeah. And of course, like this is peace. This is obscene in the UK. Yeah, which was weird when they had to explain that in um dark was it Darkest Hour the uh, Gary Oldman uh, Winston Churchill movie. I don't know if I saw that one. But yeah, that's definitely one. It's definitely a cultural thing that does not get. I, I remember another like this. Is, we're just going on a tangent of like weird, weird obscene gestures. I don't know if it's going to be bonus content because I'm still recording. I don't know if you are. Yeah, there's also in a Super Mario RPG. I remember like in the Japanese version, Bowser does a pose like this, which I remember like seeing spreads like, oh man, he's like doing a dirty thing, and like and afterwards, I really and like later on, I was like. No, he's doing, like, the Japanese, like, Yosh type thing. But obviously they change that because it's easily confused over here. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's the same thing as that, but, like, I know that is a rude gesture in Japan. Of course, there's a whole, like, article you do about, like, Japanese swearing where I understand it's very context-sensitive, so, like, a kid might say... Shimata, and, like, it just means shoot. But if I, like, you know, like, a gangster says, like, ah, it means shit. But people didn't know that early, early on, so, like, when you people initially getting into, like, fan subbing and seems like, oh my god, like, anime's so much dirtier, like, Goku says shit all the time. But, like, that's not what they meant. It's like, uh, did you ever see, like, the pro-ZD sketch? Or, uh, fan subs versus official subs? <laughs> that's basically it. Okay, I'm actually going to stop my recording now.